Today, a federal judge blocks the Biden vaccine mandate again. We'll get into that. Also, a blue state decides to change how COVID hospitalizations are counted. It's almost like the thing that we were saying the whole time was happening was happening. And now they're deciding that it doesn't look good for them and they need to change it. But we'll get into that as well. There is all that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today joined. It is Tuesday, but I am joined by the one and only Stubergear, host of Stu Does America. Thank you, Sarah. We're all we need. Yes. It's yes. all we need. Yeah, for now. So we have we, ha- we have a special guest coming later. I guess maybe I should ju- I'll just like let them guess who it is. I don't know. It'll be I'll keep I'm keeping you on the edge of your seat. You don't know who's going to be joining us, but they're not here yet. So we decided to start. Write it down in permanent marker on your palm and then show it to the, to the YouTube screen when, uh, when it's time, when yeah. it walks in, so we can prove if you were right or not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great plan. It's a good Thanks, contest. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's get, let's get into this one. So a federal judge uh, yesterday sided with a group of Navy SEALs and other special forces service members who refused the COVID-19 vaccine on religious grounds. Uh, they ruled that the Department of Defense cannot punish them over the decision. So I know this this all has gotten really complicated because there's like multiple lawsuits involving multiple different uh, you know entities all against the Biden vaccine mandate and there's like injunctions and stays and everyone's like I don't understand what's going on at this point. I thought that this was already ruled against. But like everyone has to sue um, if like the navy the navy seals and the special mm-hmm. forces like they have to sue separately. Right. Yes, they all have to do. They all have to do it separately. You have to be affected by it to right. have standing. Right. right. So, um, and this one's an interesting one. I, now, this is um, our friend Jeremy Dice is yes. uh, in his First Liberty Institute is is behind this, and they've been helping lots of people who have religious uh, uh, exemptions and want religious exemptions mm-hmm. from vaccine mandates all around the country. Um, and so he's been fighting back against this, and they do a great job over there. Uh, this one, this one's I think really interesting to me in that. Um, the the judge basically said like look there's no military exemption to the constitution like you don't get to come up with hey religion doesn't matter if you're in the military and that's why this was you know once again thrust back on the on the administration what's interesting about this one i think most of all though is that this is probably the most gettable one yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to be able to get a successful federal mandate, it's going to be through the military. You know, as as many people will point out that are in favor of it, uh, you know, George Washington had mm-hmm. a vaccine mandate back in the day, you know, um, during the uh, very the founding days of this country. Well, and they already I mean, the military gets like the super experimental vaccines oh, that God, like, they yeah. never are released to public. Yeah. So. I mean, there's one that I can't remember which one it is. Uh, I can't remember which vaccine it is. But even if you had it when you were a kid, like all of us had, it was yeah. like one of those early childhood vaccines. You have to get it again when you go in the military. <laughs> just like, I don't know, just, just double checking. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say, um, you know, they have they pretty much have to do everything. And yeah. of course, when they travel overseas, they have all sorts of crazy requirements right. they have to do. We pretty much uh, allow uh, our government to do whatever we want to these guys. Famously, uh, uh, we've known that many of them have to go through waterboarding as part of their training. We'll do anything to these guys, which is in some ways sad. It is. Um, but they're tough enough and they pretty much will take anything. And, you know, look, th- this is a this is a situation where if you have a r- religious uh, objection to it, 
you know, that trumps pretty much everything in this country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think the administration would do a lot better if what they if they really wanted to get these things through. What they could probably do is just allow all of these religious exemptions and right. not fight any of them. Right. And yes, some people would fake it. Yeah. You know, sure. It, but. So what? Yeah. Right. Like you'd actually get a lot more people probably to go uh, along with this policy if you just would allow people who really object for whatever reason, whether it's religious or whatever else, they don't want to take it and they shouldn't have to take it. Well, I know it's funny because, you know, I hear people say all the time is the same thing. But um, with public schools, we already have vaccine mandates in public schools. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, that's not a federal mandate Mm -hmm. that is decided by each state. But second of all, I believe there's only two states, California, California and New York, who have eliminated all of those existing exemptions. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, you say it's a mandate, but you still have the exemptions available, religious, uh, medical, conscientious. I know Texas has. A lot of states still have conscientious objections, so you don't even have to say it's a religion. You just say, I don't care to do it. Yeah. Um, it's against my conscience, and you just don't have to do it. So it's like... Yeah, I, I, sure, you can call it a mandate, but like I don't really care if that's what you call it as long as I can get out of it if I want to get out of it. Right. It's the same the same thing would apply here. Like I don't think people would really like yeah, you can say that it's a mandate, but if I say I don't want to take it, then I don't really care as long as I don't have to be forced to do that. Yeah, and I think we would both have the same issue of the federal side of it anyway, right? right? Like the idea that it's coming from the feds is a problem for multiple other reasons. But the exemption does cure a lot of this. It, 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 it cures a lot of the consternation, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, yes, some people will say, I don't I have a religious exemption and not really have one. But right. most people who are religious don't want to fool with that. I don't want to lie to people about my religion. Like, yeah. That's a weird line. Yeah. I'll lie about all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> Uh, but that one's a little weird, right? right? Like, I mean, I think a religious person wouldn't want to go to someone and say, "I, my God tells me not to do this if they didn't actually believe it. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right. I think conscientious objection. I think, you know what? I don't feel like it this week. I don't like needles is also <laughs> a really good reason to not have to take it. Right. Um, you know, I believe in bodily autonomy. Exactly. And you know what? I Like, it, it, I believe in that too. I mean, right. People should be able to make their own choices on this stuff. And, you know, you, 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 you go through this process. We have other treatments that are out there now. Um, there are a lot of things mm-hmm. that people can do. And if they choose to not go down this road, we should just acknowledge that um, this is just life. Yeah. You know, a good example of this is Omicron, right? Where you have a situation where we have been battling back and forth in this country for how many months and almost a year now. And this difference between, I guess, where we are at, you know, 81 percent of adults have had at least one shot. And I guess, I don't know, in France, it's 84 or 85 percent or whatever the dumb differences or the difference between, you know, a state like Florida who might have 75 percent and a state like, you know, Vermont that has 90 percent or whatever, whatever the dumb line is. This variant came from Botswana, right? (laughs) What we have no control over the vaccine right. policies of Botswana. Almost right. no one in Botswana is vaccinated. <laughs> it, this is a globe. People travel from one continent to the other all the time on these mm-hmm. fancy planes. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to stop these things. And yelling at the you know 15 percent of people or whatever it is that don't want to do this for whatever reason is not productive. It, you know, let people make individual decisions. You're not going to wipe this thing off the planet right mm-hmm. now. You've got 
two billion people in uh, in the lower uh, income nations that are not vaccinated and probably aren't going to be for a long time. They're going to be on like booster shot 12 before <laughs> these people get, sh- get shot number one. Yeah. Um, so you, you got to this is just a dumb argument. And I feel like it's more about politics and culture than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 uh, percent. So Biden, of course, had a press conference uh, on Omicron and, you know, uh, vaccination status and all of that today, uh, of course, right after this particular uh, court ruling came down. I, w- I want to play those for you, but I, I want I do want to pick your brain on one more thing about this particular uh, ruling. Just I guess before we left for break, I believe it was a New York court that um, cited against the healthcare workers who were suing to not get vaccinated. They mm-hmm. didn't want to be vaccinated. Um, you know, of course, they're, you either get vaccinated or you lose your job. They sued. Um, they lost that particular lawsuit, if I'm thinking of the right one. Okay. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I kept, I, I wondered to myself, like, how could this be the one? And then I thought, are they, are, is it going to be a state issue? Is that what it is? Is they're going to say federally you're not allowed to do this, but maybe state? I think they're all going to wind their way through the court <coughs> system. Um, you know, this one was a a judge in Texas, right? Um, maybe a more inclined to uh, to side with uh, with the freedom on this issue. Uh, New York is going to be the other the other way around. I think you know healthcare. That's not Omicron, by the way. Okay, that's good. We're good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, you know, look, uh, we're going to see. I think we've seen even with healthcare rulings on both sides of this issue, yeah. as it's winding its way through the courts. Eventually, it's going to get uh, all the way to the Supreme top. Court. And part of I think the strategy of the Biden administration, if there is one, is to hope that there's enough uncertainty that companies, that organizations will just do this on their own where they do have a pretty clear pathway um, as as a private employer. Um, They're gonna try to do this on their own and they're gonna try to um, get them to to pressure them without these things uh, going through. I think, like I don't believe they actually believe the private um, company mandate is actually going to go through the courts and succeed. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't believe that they think it is. I, I think they're just throwing this stuff out there. They know half or two thirds or most will probably fail, it. but someone will do it anyway, right. and they'll they'll move the needle. Um, it's a really cynical way of doing business, and yeah. it is exactly what you'd expect from this administration. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've done it already with uh, the CDC eviction moratorium and yep. the other things that, I mean, Joe Biden has clearly admitted, I don't believe that this is constitutional, but yeah. we're going to do it anyway, because who's going to stop us? It's going to take a long time to go through the courts. Uh, all right, so let's play Let's play Joe Biden. I know he got, um, he got a lot of flack. I think he said this not that long ago, that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated. They want to pit vaccinated people against unvaccinated people, even though uh, the more that we look at the numbers that it, like at what point do you stop calling it breakthrough cases and just say like, that's, yeah. you know, that's that's not the case anymore. I don't think you can accurately call it that. But let me let's listen to Joe Biden saying this once again. So there's no excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. And of course, in the same press conference, he's talking about how Omicron is going, it is more transmissible. There are going to be more cases. Um, but, you know, you shouldn't panic. Well, unless you're unvaccinated and then, I mean, you know, you could die. You are, you're talking about a, a, a senile person here, Sarah, <laughs> who does not understand the words he's saying. I'm talking about the president <laughs> of the freaking United States, too. That is really terrifying. <laughs> uh, luckily, it's not an important time with a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this is, this is an insane 
uh, way of, of speaking about this. They, they can't make up their mind of what the right messaging is. I think a lot of times he gets confused. I mean, this really, mm-hmm. like, I think he's thinking of messaging they were trying six months ago, and it just keeps, it sticks around in some of these speeches, you know? Yeah. Um, look, yeah. I mean, Omicron is breaking through, you know, as you point out, breakthrough is not really even a great way of describing it with right. Omicron. I mean, I think through Delta, cases still held up pretty well with the vaccines. Here, I mean, they, you know, the South African study said something like 33% protection. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Now, it's 33% against unvaccinated, so, I mean, it might be a slight improvement on cases. The hospitalizations and the deaths that, you know, they're still saying are holding up. We'll see, right, as, as the data well, goes but through. when you're talking about Omicron, they've already said even for the unvaccinated, this should be a very mild Yeah, it does illness. seem to be a lot more mild. So. And, like, and the thing is, too. When you have something that's spreading this fast, I mean, and this really makes the other variants look like nothing when it comes to spread. You know, it it is really incredible to see how fast this has popped up all over the world. Um, Even if it's mild and we, you know, it does seem like it is more mild that it could wind up being a good thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's it's going to be, I, th- I do think it's going to be probably a rough few weeks here um, because, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but everybody I know uh, has this right now. Literally like, everyone like, is sick. It's incredible. Uh, and so it's it's hitting everybody at the it, same time. I mean, le- like legitimately, are you like, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's it's... Almost everyone I know is sick. And like it's, you know, we talk a lot about the vaccines, which and they are, as I was talking about, it does. It seems to break through the the vaccines in a lot of Mm -hmm. cases. It also seems to break through natural immunity. I mean, I have people I know people who've had it now two times Mm -hmm. because they had it before, had it again with Omicron, sometimes as little as like eight weeks apart. Really? Which is incredible. I didn't even know, honestly, that was possible. Yeah. Um, So. You know, I think like we have this this variant is is, I think, changing the calculus, but maybe in a really good way. And that like if this does spread around, you're going to have all the younger people um, who are going to get it and, and have even if it, even the old variants, they had very few problems with mm-hmm. it. We've talked about this a million times. But like if with this one, if it's a little bit more mild, anybody who's out there who does has no immunity, whether it's, uh, you know, us as uh, COVID-19 survivors uh, or the vaccine or whatever, those people will have some immunity, and it does seem, all the studies so far, seem to show that Omicron protects you against the other variants. Yeah. Now, I feel like at this point, you can't say anything about the future because we just don't know. I mean, you never know when something new and crazy is going to happen. I feel with this thing, you just like, it turns a different corner every, every 10 seconds. But I do think that like, that could be something where maybe we we all have you know immunity from this variant that just kills us over the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but sends a fewer a smaller percentage of people to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can get through this time, maybe we come out on the other side, you know. And it's you know we're a little bit closer to moving toward the vision that I think conservatives have had for a long time, which is we this is endemic. It's yeah. going to be here for a while. We're going to have to learn to live with it. Yeah. Let's do what we can. Let's get the monoclonal antibodies out there for people who need them. You know, whatever treatments we can come up with and just deal with it as we deal with every other illness. Literally every other illness. It does feel like even the left, I think, at some level is coming around to that. I well, mean, they have to. Because, yeah. I mean, because they have to be tired of it, too. Yeah. Sarah, I was in, <laughs> I was in Miami uh, over uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. And I'm walking around. I'm in, I'm in Miami. This is a purple state. Mm-hmm. Miami's a blue, yeah, oh, blue yeah. area. Yeah. It looked like it does here. You know, people are just walking around doing their thing. Now, uh-huh. they can't all be conservatives, right? right? They may all be tweeting how yeah. evil you are for not wearing masks. Yep. But in their life, yep. they've moved on. AOC? They're going to restaurants. AOC is a great example. 
They're going to restaurants. Yep. They're going to bars. You know, liberals like movies. They yeah. want to go to the theater, yeah. too. And I think that this there's a market effect going on. It's pushing through all the nonsense. And they're just like, look, we're going to go about our lives. We've done what we can here. Let's figure out what life looks like on the other side of this thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly hope. Th- I mean, look, they're miserable, but they can't be that miserable. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. So uh, right now, inflation is at a 40-year high. Uh, you know, they say it's transitory. If, if you listen to the Biden administration, mm. it, the, see that the problem is that it's it's not um, it's here to stay because uh, here's the government's dirty little secret. They actually want it. Uh, so think about this right now. Inflation rates are higher than the interest on Treasury bonds. So with every day that passes, the government owes less on its mountain of debt. Now, imagine if your mortgage had a negative interest rate. Would you be in a hurry to pay it off? You got it. So your pain is their gain. You got to protect your savings now. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold because government is sabotaging the value of the U.S. dollar. Birch Gold is the only company I trust and recommend for precious metals. They will help you convert your eligible IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by real gold. You can have peace of mind with that. Do not wait until it's too late. They've got thousands of satisfied customers and A-plus rating on the Better Business Bureau. Uh, you can trust them. You can text Y, that's W-H-Y, to the number 989. 9898. You will get a no cost, no obligation info kit. They're going to give you a 20 page guide that can really tell you how gold and silver can protect your savings, how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax sheltered account. Don't miss out on this, you guys. You can text the word Y to 989898. Do this before it all gets worse, which it will. That's the word Y to 989898. New York Governor Kathy, see, I say Hochul, but then I've heard Hochul. Hochul is, is what Hochul? I've heard, yeah. Ho- that's what I've heard, Hochul. I like, I like saying it Hochul. I've been, I might it's keep your it. show. I might keep it. You I don't know. It Hochul. Uh, but she admitted uh, yesterday, to get this, Stu, you're going to be shocked <laughs> to hear this because I, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of anyone, not one single person, who has even, like, <laughs> said this could be happening. Right. Not one single person no. who's brought this Mm-mm. idea to the table. Hospitalizations in New York right now (laughs) are likely being overcounted by as much as 50% because people who are are admitted to the hospital for something like, oh, I don't know, a car accident, Mm -hmm. uh, they test positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. Well, the governor now says these people are not being treated for the virus, but for their injuries (laughs) from the accident, but they're being counted in the COVID hospitalization totals. This? So it's skewing the numbers, which is a new thing that never happened in 2020 or 2021. All the numbers were completely like they were what they were and mm-hmm. they were not to be questioned. Right. But you get kicked now, off of social media if you question them. Banned. Yeah. Yeah. But now, look, uh, she said, uh, I'm not saying that maybe someone's condition can't worsen when they're in the hospital, but um, I've just been doing a random call around to see some of the hospital leaders that I that I touch base with, and I'm seeing numbers from 20% to sometimes 50%. Um, we just don't have clear data right now. So I just, this is amazing that this is just now happening. Stunning development. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it really is incredible, like, that this stuff is, is I mean, you know, Fauci said the same thing the other day on, on one of the show, uh, Sunday shows. About kids, too. About kids. Which I was like, oh, this is really cute that we kept saying, like, right. the kids are not in danger and now you're basically like Confirm, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 you shouldn't be worried about the kids because they're actually just counting the cases yeah so i went back and forth on this I, let me i'd like to get your read on this because okay. i asked glenn the same question when we were doing the radio show the other day there's a part of me that says 
that just wants to get really pissed off about this mm-hmm. and say, like, wait a minute, we've been saying this exact thing for two years yeah. and you weren't listening to yeah. us. Yeah. And I'm pissed off and I want to be very angry. The other part of me is that, like, we maybe we should be a little happy about this because they're finally basically just saying what we're saying. Like, they've come to our position on, like, ten different issues yeah. over the past, like, month. Um, and I think like that overall for the long term, like future of the country is a is a good thing. The problem with it is they don't go back and 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 have to pay a penalty or at least admit that they were wrong the That's whole time, the which is frustrating. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, when you have a big spike like we're having now in cases, you know, kids aren't going to be they don't they're not going to the hospital because kids don't go to the hospital for this almost exclusively. Like right. this is something we've known since literally day one of this before when it was just in China. We knew this. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when you have a, a where a lot of, there's a lot of cases hitting kids that are having no effect, then, yes, those numbers are going to go up when they go in for other things. Of course, they're testing them for covid because they don't want to spread it around the hospital. That makes sense. But like. Backing up a step from this and and separating myself out of this just general frustration. Mm-hmm. One, I do think it's good that they're just starting to acknowledge these things, and they're no longer people are no longer getting their you know their lives ejected from social media because yeah. of it. But secondarily, it's really unforgivable for the Biden administration at this point to have these types of issues. Um, if you go back to um, you know the, we're going through 2020, Trump is president. The Atlantic and some people who worked for the Atlantic started a, a, a sort of a private data collection like service to try to get the numbers uh, all together. It's called the COVID-19 tracking project. Mm-hmm. And they put this together and they did like, you know, we, we would disagree with the Atlantic on a lot of things. But like it was a good, solid effort to try to get all these really hard to find statistics in one central place. And they worked really hard to do it. And there's always this underlying thing with that effort where it was basically like, look. Donald Trump is not a serious president. He's not taking this seriously. He's not doing the things he should be doing. So we have to do it. And (laughs) it it was never overtly stated that way, but I I always thought that was part of of the messaging. Of course. Then we get into 2021. And in March 2021, they stopped collecting the data because they said, (laughs) hey, Joe Biden's going to be, he's taking this seriously. They're going to do this right. He said he was going to shut down the virus. He said he's going to shut down the virus, first of all, so there's no data to collect. But the the implication was certainly that this administration was going to take this seriously. Like, how on earth do we not know the splits of how many kids are going in there because they have COVID and because they have a broken leg with COVID. How do we not know? Like, for example, we go over the holidays and they're like, well, you, ha- you can't really trust these numbers right now because people are taking, aren't re- states aren't reporting data on New Year's. What, what the hell are you talking about? States aren't reporting data. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it happens on the weekends. Yeah. We're like, well, the Monday numbers are gonna be bigger because on the weekends people don't call in the data. What do you mean? <laughs> How is the like we've spent nine trillion dollars on this? We couldn't have taken a billion and given it to data collection, so these numbers are reliable and we understand what they mean. Like, how do we to 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 to, to the point that we've talked about many times? How do we not know every single case or at least hospitalization yeah. that comes in that has zero <laughs> shots, one shot, two shots, right. three shots, twelve shots? How do we not know that right now? How is it not available to every news source that wants to public, uh, publicize it? And it's like it's just inexcusable at this point. It, so, OK, so I'm first of all, 
I feel very uncomfortable that you seem to be like the optimist on this because you're Mm. like, well, I want to get frustrated, but mostly I just want to be happy with the fact that they're now where we're at. Yes, I'm trying. It's too much optimism from you. and I don't. I'm just off a vacation. You have to understand. Okay, Mm because it does make me very uncomfortable. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, But uh, yes, I'm glad that they are finally here. However, the problem is that they don't say, Oh, yeah, it looks like this was happening the whole time. They say it as if it's new information. Just like the, uh, who was it, Um, the CDC, someone with the CDC, I forget who, but now all of a sudden they're admitting cloth masks don't work. It's like, where the hell did that come from? We've been saying this the whole time, and we're called conspiracy theorists, and we're called anti-vaxxers, and I'm told I wanted to kill grandma, and all these other things. Now you're just going to just input this little tidbit of information as if it's just something new and you're just going to bring it to the table and no one's going to be like, hi, uh, people got like their lives ruined for saying that we had doctors who literally got their licenses taken away because they said masks don't work. Now, all of a sudden, that's just true. And we're just going to talk about it as if it's new information that we just found out. Yeah, I, and, and look, if I'm one of these doctors, I'm, I'm not finding too much optimism. This. I'm just going to be pissed off. I can understand that. I, but I, it feels like they're rewriting. They're allowed to rewrite history. As they if are. Like, well, look, they write it. Right? We got it right the whole time, and now we're getting it right here. Now we, we're seeing that these things are happening, and we're going to shut it down because we're your saviors. This is something we see with global warming all the time, and that like science is always right. Yeah. And yeah. the only time that science is is wrong is when science tells you they were wrong. Right. And by the time they say that, they're right again. Yep. It's a great position to be in. Um, and it, it is, it's, I think it's yeah, a like, real... Yeah, they're like, well, it's wrong now. Right. But, it, but back then, it, it was still true. Exactly. Like, I think some of these things with Omicron are more pronounced. So, yeah. like, they might be, those numbers might be higher. But we know this was happening the whole time, at least at some level. And, and while those questions, instead of dismissing them, they could have been collecting the actual data so we knew exactly right. what those splits were. There's no, these people are in the hospital. Right. Walk in there and ask them. Even if you just picked, you know, 100 hospitals from around the country and did a poll like they're doing, you know, presidential polls and called up and said, OK, how many people you have in there? How many are in there just for a broken leg? It just happened to have COVID. Right. How do we not have right. this information right. at this point? It's inexcusable. I think, though, what and it, maybe this is built on pessimism. Maybe you'll like this. OK, we're going to pesi- bring it back around. Right. Yeah, okay. Let me bring it back to pessimism <laughs> for a second. I think I have a, there's a foregone conclusion in my mind that they're not going to admit they were wrong on yeah. any of this stuff. Yes. It's not going to happen. We can try to hold them accountable. I think some, with some people will be successful. Uh, you know, some people in the middle will look at this and say, gosh, they really were wrong. But generally speaking, they're never going to admit they were wrong. They're going to say they were right. I mean, they are still not even saying, you know, Joe Biden went on stage at a debate and said 220,000 people are dead. Anyone who lets, allows that many people to be dead shouldn't even be allowed to mm-hmm, be president. Mm-hmm. And here we are. He's got 418,000 people under his watch. Uh, he's doubly not allowed to be president, <laughs> and no one seems to care. Yeah. There's never a point. Even at that moment, they should have corrected him and said, you, no president can, quote, shut down the virus. Right. It's, they're not superheroes. Right. This is all, they should be apologizing for stuff, but I don't think they ever will. What I'm, I think, encouraged by is what we talked about a little bit earlier with you know the situation in Miami, where there is a... A market effect that people you see it with the politicians, you see it with the celebrities, you see it with all the lockdown people who can't help 
even when they know they're going to get caught, mm-hmm. they can't help but want to live their lives. Because you know what? Life in America is pretty awesome. Yeah. And so I think over time, even liberals want to go to movies. They want to go to dinner. They want to go. They want their. They don't like their kids either. They want them to go to school. <laughs> no. um, but they do want. They people want these things. Yeah. And I think over. I think the, the message is starting to wear thin, even on the left. Yeah. And when that starts happening, I think this stuff will start washing away, and we'll get a view of what our country used to look like. Yeah. God, I hope so. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So um, you may have reached the point where I have, um, where you just, like, you wake up in the morning and you just, like, pull a muscle waking up. Well, getting out of bed is hard. People, are, people really think hard. it's easy. It's not. It's easy to get into bed. Oh, yeah. But getting out is difficult. It's, I mean, I'm like, how, oh, God, I'm hobbling all day. They're like, what did you do? I'm like, I woke up. Yeah. I got out of bed. That's all there is. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Omega XL is there for people who, like I said, you've reached that age where just everything hurts. Uh, you pull you pull your, your back, like bending down to tie your shoe, getting out of bed, whatever the case may be. Maybe you've gotten in a car accident. I had one of those years ago as well, messed up the uh, discs in my spine. So, um, you know, I understand that when you are in pain, it can affect like every facet of your life. Uh, Omega XL will help you with that. It is actually going to, um, well, first of all, I love this. It's an essential fatty acid combination from the pristine waters of New Zealand, which like just hearing that, I'm like, I have to have it. I had I to have it. I want to get on a plane it. right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> I don't want to go to New Zealand, but I just want to go to the pristine waters surrounding New Zealand. Um, but it is going to attack the inflammation that is causing all of that pain, all of those aches, arthritis, whatever the case may be. It's the inflammation that's causing your pain, and Omega XL is going to neutralize that. It's going to get to the root cause of the problem, and you can get out of pain. And I'm telling you, it can be life-changing. You can order a bottle of Omega XL now and get a second bottle for free over at OmegaXL.com news. That is, uh, order one bottle right now. Get a second for free over at OmegaXL.com slash news. I mentioned earlier when we were talking about gold, I mentioned uh, the inflation. Uh, it's, I mean, it's at an all-time high. And um, like I said, they, the Biden administration said, it's, don't worry, it's transitory, it's not here to stay. And then they're like, well, it, it's here to stay. Uh, but they just unveiled a $1 billion plan intended to address rising inflation by increasing competition in the meat and poultry industry. Uh, they said that uh, over the last few decades, we've seen too many industries become dominated by a handful of large companies that control most of the business and most of the opportunities, raising prices and decreasing options for American families, while also squeezing out small businesses and entrepreneurs. The meat and poultry processing sector is a textbook example with lack of competition hurting consumers, producers, and our economy. Now, I actually have, um, I have been almost impressed at how the left has continued to like, they make everything big, like big, big poultry and bit like <laughs> over Thanksgiving, Elizabeth Warren was like, how dare the big poultry companies charge overcharge prices. And it's like big alcohol and big, everything is like big market and nothing is government's fault. Government is doing nothing to cause all of these problems. Um, but I want to, our very relatable president uh, was mentioning this in his press conference. I believe it was yesterday. And he told a story about uh, hearing how high uh, meat costs were. Here is that. If we can hold a second, I was just, I was telling the, my colleagues earlier in my office that I was sitting in my kitchen yesterday and there's a sunroom off the kitchen 
and my wife was there with her sister and a good friend named Marianne, and she was saying, do you realize it's over $5 for a pound of hamburger meat? $5? <laughs> well, this is partly, like you know, the pound of beef today costs five bucks compared to less than four bucks before the pandemic. Boy, wait till someone tells him about those gas prices. He's going <laughs> to lose his mind. Um, I'm going to go to uh, our other guest who finally arrived. <laughs> it is Jorge Ventura of The Daily Caller. Back in studio, we get a double dose of Jorge. Thanks for being here again, Jorge. Of course. Um, what, like, do they have any idea what's going on ever? Well, the, the funny thing is I love how he's addressing this issue when it was Joe Biden when he, um, under the Obama administration when they shipped all of our jobs to China. So why? That's why we're seeing all of So he, he's the one that passed the NAFTA deal. But um, look, all I care about is if he could get my carne asada at a lower price, please, um, then I would approve of it. So, uh, but no, look, Joe, Joe Biden is actually was responsible with this with, under the Biden administration, shipping all of our jobs to China. And that's why we kind of have that lack of competition now in the U.S. Um, he's finally realizing it. Um, but like you said, Sarah, wait till he sees those gas prices. I'm from California, so I'm, I'm getting hit by those. I'm in a little Honda. It gets me like $90 just to fill up my tank. But um, hey, I support uh, getting these carne asada prices lower, please, for, for me and my abuelita. So. I mean, it's just, yeah, also, yes, but it's like they don't, they're not addressing the root cause of the problem. They're, they just yeah. want to blame everyone else and they have no involvement in any of the problems. So we're just gonna like force all of these industries to carry our load, is basically what the government is saying. Yeah. I, someone's gonna isolate that audio and make it sound really dirty. I, I see you out there, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's true, I, we, we do see you, Jeffy. Um, uh, I will say, first of all, we should acknowledge that uh, Joe Biden is a master storyteller. I mean, that was a riveting was tale horrible. of these I just prices. That, I mean, I mean he, that was... he legitimately looked off camera when he said that, $5? Like, can you believe? Like he's yeah. like, can you believe? Like he just realized it too. Like <laughs> two, like, two old yeah. two years later, uh, he just yeah. be like, whoa! It's incredible, though. I mean, of course, what is their their solution? It's the solution for everything: spend more money. You got yeah. you, gotta, yeah. you have an inflation right. problem. They're going to spend another billion dollars solving the inflation problem. It's like, yeah, you know, we just we keep having these. We have an issue with cocaine addiction. What's the solution? More cocaine. Right. That'll make us feel better for the next ten seconds. Right. Um, you know, this is this is what they do, and the left is doing this a lot. In that they're just instead of trying to acknowledge all the issues that they've created over the years, it's always blaming big business, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a standard route uh, of, you know, you should point out they call everything, but they put big in front of it and then just yeah. blame it. Um, and, but never it, Big Pharma. Notice that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's you new. Never hear Big Pharma. Now crickets. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Big Pharma all the time. Yeah. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, that was like her and Bernie Sanders used to say that yeah. all the time. All of a sudden now they're, they're, they've zipped their lips yeah. on that one right. for at least a year, I guess, and then it, it'll be back soon, I'm sure. Uh, but it is an amazing sort of uh, road that they go down. You can't spend your way out of inflation problems. Um, they've spent trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. And, um, you know, if it was just one industry like this, if it was just mm. one thing, if it was just carne asada, you might say, <laughs> all right, well, maybe we can solve this problem. Maybe there's a quirk in the market. Every once in a while, these things happen. <clears throat> Government never solves them, but right. at least you can make an argument. This is all over the place. Yeah. Everything we're buying in every sector mm -hmm. is up by 10, 20, 30, 40, 50%. You can't solve that by creating a more competition in the meat industry that is not <laughs> going to work. And even if it was going to work, it's not the government's role. Uh, it's the government's role to get out of the way so that people can create competition on their own. Well, it's just like when um, Biden said that he his solution to the supply chain issues 
was that he was going to make the ports open 24-7. It's like, mm. great, so they can be open for no one to work mm-hmm. there because no one is working there. Like, <laughs> I don't think it matters if it's open 30 hours a day somehow. You magically make more hours appear in the day if there's no one there working there's no one there. Like, they just don't understand what I find to be very simple concepts. I mean, or there's no one at the warehouse to unload it, and there's no truckers to pick it up. And like, it's not, even if you unload it from the ships, it's just going to sit there. Yeah, it's just like, larger problems. I'm not, I look, I didn't go on uh, paternity leave. I'm not the uh, the Department of Transportation uh, <laughs> secretary. Yeah. Okay, so I don't profess to know all of the solutions, mm-hmm. but I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on like what not to do. Mm. When you, you did go out for maternity leave, you were even you were even. Coming. I went out for for maternity leave, not paternity. Leave. Maternity leave, and you still showed up to do important shows. I did. I mean, uh, he, I did. He, right. you still were here. <laughs> you still right. were like, I ah, screw it, I'm coming in. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's not, funny. Not, not Pete, apparently. No, not well. It took it, his body went through a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. Right, Pushing right. that bit. Ba- well, wait, that didn't happen. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, but uh, first we want to thank our sponsor, Moink. Speaking of the meat industry, uh, here's the thing: what you don't realize when you are getting all of these chickens in the store is that 97% of uh, chickens that are served in the United States are actually dipped in chlorine before they are brought to you uh, to eat. This is because, uh, you know what, all of these, we're talking about big meat, big meat. Well, let me tell you something. Big food actually doesn't have the same quality standards as a family farm. Uh, So you're going to need Moinkbox. They have grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. Jorge, I'm sure we can find you some carne asada. Please. Yeah. Because me and Abuelita are are struggling right now. I know. I know. Because we can't even afford to drive to the grocery store to get it. (laughs) Yeah. I know. So that's why you need Moink. Uh, Their animals are all, they're all like raised outdoors. The fish swim wild in the ocean. Moink meat is free of antibiotics hormones, sugar, all the other junk that you find prepackaged in the meat aisle. I just, um, we just made some chili the other night with some of the Moink uh, box ground beef. It is uh, like, I just, I, every single thing I try from them, I love. Like, yeah. I'm eating way too much. We did um, Christmas, it was 80 degrees here in Texas on Christmas. Yeah. We yeah. did outdoor barbecue. Did, yeah. had a bunch of uh, steaks from Moink box for I everybody that. that was there. Uh, they loved it on the barbecue. Yeah, it was incredible. That's so, I know, it, but it, it felt great. it did feel weird on. I was like, I don't feel right wearing short sleeves on Christmas. Yeah, we were but, in the pool. But the the outdoor barbecue with the moink meat is not a bad this. way to so spend. You gotta Christmas. invite me next time. Yeah, absolutely, you're invited. <laughs> your invitation your invitation got lost in the mail. Yeah, I don't, there you go. What happened to it? Uh, but you can Supply sign chain. up at moinkbox.com/news to get this. Is a new one, guys. You don't want to miss out on this. A year of filet mignon for free. I have had their filet mignon. I have it at home right now. I plan on eating a lot of it this year. So make sure that you also don't sleep on this. You can also pick which meats you want delivered with your first box. You can change what you get each month. Cancel anytime you want, but you're not going to want to because it is delicious. Join the Moink movement today. That is moinkbox.com slash news. Moinkbox.com slash news. Uh, Aaron Rodgers continues to upset the left. Uh, number one, by I guess saying he said he was immunized a while back. He, they were like, hey, "Do you have the COVID nineteen vaccine?" And he was like, "I'm immunized." Yeah. Don't worry about it. And uh, turned out that he did not actually mean uh, immunized to COVID nineteen. Very, very mad <laughs> about that. Uh, the left was, and uh, he just continues to. I don't know. He's surprising me, taking on cancel culture and uh, the woke mob and and things like that. But. 
There's another reason for the left to be, to be very, very mad at Aaron Rodgers. I can't even, it's too offensive, I can't even say it. So I, I'm just, I'm just going to play this clip. Get over there. Yeah. Uh, let me read on, uh, on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of French poetry. Yeah. Uh, got Atlas Shrug from Anne Rand over here. And, you know, Yikes. Rearranging. Yikes. Oh, no, we can't have that. So Aaron Rodgers during, what was it, Monday Night Football, he's like talking to them, and he happened to say that he has Atlas Shrugged, and that is that is a no-no. Oh, yeah, uh, treating people as individuals in the United States of America. Whoa, wow, that's whoa. a shocking, shocking I don't shocking even think you're allowed to say that. I know. I, that's, they shouldn't be. No. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I hope there's well, the Biden administration is working on <laughs> shutting yeah, that yeah. down. I mean, yeah, even if you are the most liberal person in the the universe, you should have Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. It's a foundational book of one of the main uh, arguments politically, whether you believe in it or not. I mean, it's a you know, sure it's it's, it's a fictional book, but it is. I mean, you know, objectivism is a, is an important part of the political discussion for human beings. What, just like the, the Communist manif- Manifesto mm-hmm. is, right? Like, you should know what it says, whether you agree with it or not. Uh, so, uh, you know, look, I don't know. I, you know, Aaron Rodgers was like a hero of the left uh, as of a couple it's years so ago. Weird, this uh, transformation. And now he's a hero of the right. I don't even understand. I can't keep track of it anymore. I don't I know. Can't either. Just it, as, I, I will tell you this. I don't care how many times LeBron James says something positive. I will still hate him. I don't care <laughs> if he. I don't care if he's like you know. I endorse Rand Paul for president. I will still hate the guy. Aaron Rodgers. I can do. I can go either way on. Well, I didn't. I I was not. It makes me feel very uncomfortable, Jorge, because I was not. I was not an Aaron Rodgers fan for the longest time. I didn't like him when he was at Cal. Uh, I felt like he was whiny about one of the bowl games that they didn't get into and Texas took their place. I did not like it, and Mm -hmm. now I'm like, okay, what are you? What are you making me feel here, Aaron Rodgers? I I, I'm in love with Aaron Rodgers this season because he's (laughs) speaking his mind. He's going against the grain. Um, He like stood up for all the NFL players who are unvaccinated. He actually spoke about kind of what the, all the NFL and how hypocritical they are with all the vaccination rules and things like that. But what I absolutely love is that as much as the left is hating him and they're trying to cancel him, he's having like the best season of his life. Yeah. So he's just like winning. He had COVID and then it's looking like he's going to win the MVP. So Aaron Rodgers is a superhuman yeah. uh, in my book right now. So it I is, love it. Yeah. It is interesting to see the athletes come out and kind yeah. of stand strong on this. Yeah, and, and of course they're not affected by this at all. They're right. the people that are the least affected by it. Um, one thing I, I, I am concerned about his MVP race, just because like these, are, I think it comes down to 50 voters. P- and some of them are like Peter King. I can't oh, believe okay, Peter yeah. King is going to vote for an unvaccinated p- player. The guy's completely nuts yeah. on the left. Yeah. I will be shocked if he votes for him. And so I, if it come, winds up being a close race, if there's someone else they can vote for, I think they might. There's going to be some of those people who are, who are casting those votes that just out of principle will not vote for Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be interesting to watch. And the same people will tell us that we're the ones who politicize everything. Mm-hmm. I would just like to point that out. We're politicizing everything, but they're not going to vote for someone because of their vaccination status. That is America uh, summed up uh, in 2022. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. To bring it in the net, to bring it back to Don't 
forget, I know we've been on break, and you guys forget that those of you who have not yet subscribed, rated, and reviewed the audio podcast, you got to go over and do that because it will help more people be able to find the show. Uh, it helps the algorithm, which, as we all know, conservatives, the, the algorithm is not kind to us. So if you would just go do that, it'll take two minutes, and it will help uh, your favorite news show. Uh, also, you may see one of your reviews read live on air, like the one today from Nigel O2, who said, best news podcast available, five stars. Absolutely, don't miss this podcast. Intelligent, thoughtful, and humorous take on the topics of the day. Thank you so much, Nigel. And we've got another one uh, from Amy Bostick, who says, five stars. I have a suggestion for your new theme music. Could you use the music from your new hit song, A, B, C, D, E, F, U? I can't seem to get enough of it, and it's super catchy. I love your show and your guests and watch it often. I just received my first order from American Beauty. Thank you. Uh, I love all the names and how the lipstick feels. Thank you for starting this amazing beauty line. You are truly an inspiration, Sarah. That is so sweet. That is so Wait, nice. Is that you are truly an inspiration signed, Sarah? Was that you writing that review? No, it's okay. clearly right. Amy Bostick. Right. Thank you very much. Don't expose her. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so I did, no, I we did a little a little parody song. Um, yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, U. So those of you who have not yet heard it, TikTok, it hit over half a million views on TikTok, and then they muted my audio. Oh, so they did. They did. They finally muted it. But it is on YouTube. It's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. As you can hear from the beeps, you don't want to. You don't want to listen to it around kids. So just make sure that doesn't happen. Well, maybe you do. I don't know what kind of parent you are, but go find it. Just go find it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts.